With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Smoke and Mirrors podcast, your destination for the latest in streaming and movie news and reviews. We're your hosts, Rob, Dave, and Triz. This week, we're going to give you all of our thoughts on everything from the idol all the way to a nice little play that we saw or you guys saw called Good. But now let's start the show. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Ooh, so exciting, isn't it? Trust me. Please, we can kill it. Ferocious, aren't I? I'm trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. Warm your eyes, pig! Hey, motherfucker. You're not going to die, you bitch. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get this. Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! You're going to see some serious shit. So jumping into our thoughts. So we got our first episode of The Idol uh, Monday. Mm. This took over the uh, succession spot. It was all right. Didn't really show you much. Nah, it does. Just it like, really doesn't. Just showed that that bitch's body just a whole bunch. The yeah, two I mean that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she's the problem with the with the show at all. Me neither. Shit just got weak as soon as weekend came in. I'm sorry. I thought it was before. I I like the team around her. That can't act. His eyes betray him constantly. I think those are actually lyrics in Weekend Song too. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> but like his eyes are constantly like this. Like the O just cracked, like cracked open the fucking the ice. It just took a hit and he was just like going into yeah. set like that. Jesus. He's got that look like he farted. <laughs> and he's waiting for other people to smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, Sean. But yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They didn't really introduce any of like the cult stuff and all that sort of stuff yet. So I don't know. Some of his wording is a bit cultish towards her. So yeah. See how it goes. How I mean, she's, she's perfectly placed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many episodes in the season. Hopefully it's, it's a bit shorter, but you never know because they reworked this so much. Yeah. And- it's funny how, he, like, the rumor was that he re- reworked this so much because there was so much of her in it. Yeah. Um, but this first episode was basically all her. Yeah, she's the. I thought she's the main. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Which just so makes she sense should to have me. most of it. I don't know what that yeah. was on about. Six episodes all up. Okay. Yeah. Right. Nice one, Adolf. I'm still going to give this one three, even though I didn't think there was much in this first episode, but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt just because they're laying the foundation. The foundation is supposed to be, okay, we're going to set you up walking this precarious ledge because the fall's got to be hard. Yeah. He's got to be so seductive that he's almost got to be her. Yeah. 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 He's got to, he's got to be her savior. 
So yeah. in order to set in order to set that up, they've they've already got the um the comparisons to Britney happening. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like her mother had a conservatorship over her and her her money yep. and her estate. And you don't know if the mother's alive or dead. There's the next record coming out. It looks like she's 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 nervous about it, but then he's coming in and he's like, nah, you gotta redo it. Which like if you're not confident and someone comes in and they're like, nah, I've got the answer, like you, you lean on that person. Yeah. Which is but what? At the same time, he is a club owner. I'm a music exec, not an A&R. Who the fuck is this guy to give, like, you know, critique on? He's just a fan at the end of the day. But that's what she says. She's like, like, I trust you because you're not going to, no, I don't trust you, but I know that you're not going to sell me any bullshit. Because you're, you're not. basically nothing. Yeah. You're nothing in my world. So why would he lie? Why wouldn't he? Look at where he is. He's already yeah. weaseled his way into the house. And it wasn't even that fucking hard. It just took a dance. Yeah. A little digit play. That was it. <laughs> what was the what's his face? What was the song that they danced to in the club there? I want to say it's Lionel like Richie. A like a prayer. That's what it is. Hmm. Blowjob song. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it comes back. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't. I, don't know. If you I didn't did think they were gonna go on. Mm. No, go, go. If you give this three, you've basically watched half the the season. You might as well finish them hits off. In this case, because it's only six, I might only give this two. This next episode better be a banger. You would think so with six. With six, they got to have it in the bag by the end of episode two. I'm interested to see what the cult is going to be like. That's why I'm holding on. Because <clears throat> yeah. what does an LA cult look like with a club owner and everything? I think you know that, that was the hook. Is that LA? Hollywood. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It looked nice and dirty and shitty like LA did. It looked like a lot cleaner than LA, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when they was driving in the street, and I was yeah. like, that's that classic LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no homeless people though. You couldn't you didn't That's true. They were driving fast. <laughs> <laughs> you call it the the guy that made this, that dude from Euphoria, he, he literally called this himself the sleazy the sleaziest love tale in all of Hollywood. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> Obviously hasn't yeah. seen Showgirls. Obviously <laughs> hasn't seen what's his face? Basic Instinct. I don't know, man. I saw all of the Basic Instinct sort of the the, the stuff that she was doing. Yeah, when she's watching the movie and everything. I don't know if it's going to end up that she is like the cult leader hmm. and trying to get or take takes over, maybe. Yeah, uses it seems looks, like you go. Yeah, uses her looks like um like what's his face Sharon Stone did to bring them in for content and then like the death blow. So you, so you think the, the basic instinct clip was the foreshadowing and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting yeah. if she takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he's grooming her to take over the club. Yeah. Or take over. Well, yeah. Take the over cult. the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What I thought was really weird, right. was when they're in that club and he, 
he kind of keeps looking over and he keeps doing the move the glasses down move. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did they re keep on replaying that? It just felt it felt off. It's not Blade. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I don't know. Weekend better show me something in that yeah. next episode. Like something. I think I think he, he's got to be a lot, and he was pretty seductive in this, but I think he was more seductive in his words and what the camera kind of showed him doing than actually him himself. Yeah, but that, that's the other thing. Like him practicing in the mirror like that gives off like dweeb vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like because he had to practice and everything, it, it doesn't come off as natural and everything. And mm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see. Hopefully he heats up because he's, he's actually really creative. The concepts and stuff for his videos and the way that oh, yeah. they're shot, they lend, they lend to this world that he's sort of, he's trying to create. So well, he's, he's I also been, like the look of it. Yeah. yeah. I like that, that like flashy sort of LA neon sort of look. He's been yeah. telling a story throughout his music videos now for years and it all almost continues like a continuous narrative. Yeah. Besides like the stuff that he did with Daft Punk and all that sort of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. That false alarm video clip is fucking crazy. The first person one? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Um what I what I also liked was was the little um the team that surrounds Jocelyn. Mm. And that balance that they have to kind of keep of keeping her in the know and also out of the know at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing that's causing so much mistrust that will push her over the edge because mm. they're scared of this this mental break. Yeah, but, I mean, she has done that herself, right? She's surrounded herself with these people that it doesn't seem like she trusts. Yeah. She's got her best friend working for her, which is the worst idea in the fucking world. Badly. Um, yeah. I don't know. She's got yes yeah. men around her, to be honest. But she knows that. She even says that. Yeah. Because they just want the product. They want That's to milk it. her for everything and then, yeah. We'll turn her into Monroe. Yeah. She kind of has that Monroe-isms about her. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever rewatch this episode. No. There's nothing to go back to in this episode. Unless no, you want to see her dancing. I think it all but confirms the weekend's actual actual goal of nailing Lily Rose down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know this. I don't think that dress is short enough. Maybe let's shorten that up. I know. Now, she, she wouldn't wear a strapless bra for this one. <laughs> Nipples she, are out. Yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. She, she'd just wear like that bikini top. Yeah. As if she'd do that just at home. Like, she's just at home, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Good thing she didn't go method for the, uh, the Bukaki shot. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the weekend must mm. go method. <laughs> 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 that was the reshoots. <laughs> That's wild. It was six months of reshoots just for one shot, and it was a still. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, we'll be back next week. More more thoughts on episode two. Yeah. And it better be the best. Fuck, it better be. Even though I'll give it, I'll give it three. Because if they don't give me much in that second, I'm a little bit like, you know. If I watch I need, that third, I need to see the cult. If I watch that third episode, that's it for me. I have to commit to the, like, it's only three. <laughs> it's three weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Gotta be hard on these ass. They vying for screen time. Fuck them. Fuck them all. They want my screen time. It's crazy that this was the successor to Succession. Which is wild. Why the hell wouldn't you do another season of Succession? Not Succession, but uh, the other show as well. Why did this guy just not put all the time and effort, the the, the showrunner, just to do, uh, what's his face, that other show that he's doing? Euphoria? Euphoria. I don't yeah. get it. It's almost like they want to end that show, Euphoria. I think yeah. they do. I, I reckon that show would be hard to manage with all the stars that are coming out of it and Zendaya. Don't you think she's a bit of... Bit of a diva on set, do you think? I don't know. I mean, like, schedules, schedule-wise. I don't oh, know yeah, what the yeah. fuck she does. What's his face? That, oh, like, he, he took a break after the first season. COVID hits. Now, writer's strike. Like, it's almost like it's not destined to come out, this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit fucked. Admittedly, I have not watched the show. Me neither. But there are, like, millions of people that have tuned in for that shit. Yeah. Maybe before the next season comes out, I'll watch and then I'll get it done. (laughs) Uh, Checked out The Clearing, Mm. episode four. So thank you, Disney Plus, for sending that through. It's crazy seeing, um, like, names on the actual screeners. I take a picture every time. (laughs) (laughs) Because the name's, like, watermarked on there. Oh, shit, so they know who got it? Yeah. Is that why people <laughs> use that software to block out <laughs> the Vaseline? Oh, man. <laughs> and um, you know it's some old Academy member, member that just, like, send them the link. <laughs> uh, this episode was really, really cool. It, it was more of a slow burn, but it's kind of – it's expanding – the past and kind of what happened at this point, the kindred, their house in Australia has been raided. Mm. So the kids, the kids get sort of brought into um, welfare services and, and they get put with their, their families that like lost them as kids that put them up for adoption. Mm. They get sent back. It focused more on the Stockholm syndrome of it all. Like how deep-rooted that would be if you were basically raised in a house like that. Yeah. And how these kids can't really let go. I mean, they're dosing them with LSD. They're like, you know, Jesus. sort of, they're doing all sorts of weird shit with them. So, like, the journey so far for Freya is, like, she she's grown up now. She's got her kid. She's trying to trust people. But then people from the past just keep coming in mm. and she's kind of strong-armed into entertaining conversations with people she doesn't want to have it like anything to do with because she's she's got to keep her her life stable mm. right now. 
Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of shit that's kind of. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just happening, but because she lives so close to it all, she just keeps getting reminded of it. It's solid. It's only got two episodes left. I don't know where the fuck it's kind of going. At this point as well. Like it's it's good and and like it's good in terms of the character drama, but the events just aren't as like, you know, at this point, episode four, they should be like at this point in true detective, shit was going down. You know what I mean? Like they were unraveling. You had found out who the guy in the video was and like they just talked to him. Mm. And it ends like that. My family have been around for whatever. Yeah. Whatever that line is that ends that episode and you just fucking chill to the bone. This doesn't have that level, which I like it would be cool to kind of add a bit more suspense coming yeah. into the final episodes. Performances are great. Fucking Guy Pierce is good, he's slimy and everything, and, and Teresa Palmer does her thing. There's a really cool um, Aussie detective in here, Saad, and he's he's full like he's Arabic. He's mm. got a Muslim wife. They speak Arabic in the house. They've got a daughter that's that's kind of um, she's she's naturalized Australian, so she's more Western. You know what Westy I mean? Westy is what you're saying. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck this is, but the. The um the environment is fucking mad. The way mm. that they shoot it and stuff, it's a quality show. I just I think that for this sort of show, if they had just put out all six episodes, it would have played better. Mm. Yeah, because you you you, you kind of want the next thing. There's not enough happening per episode, but across like a full six six episode arc, it might play a lot better. Mm. But it's out now on Disney Plus for anyone who wants to check it out. Even that fourth episode is out now. Okay. Dope shit. Um, and yeah, Across the Spider-Verse. Check this one out. Across the Spider-Verse is a big fucking sequel. Like, Into the Spider-Verse was an hour 45, hour 50. In, out, complete um, character arcs. The music was fucking pumping. The energy was there. The animation... They do everything, they notch it up like fucking crazy. Mm. So this is like the sequel with an hour tacked onto it. Jeez. And yeah. And it ex- it expands the world. The character work is there. You love everyone that's kind of in the piece. The music is good. Metro Boomin does a really good job. 
The songs are really cool. But then they, because the songs are so um, sort of synced, like they're almost tailored for the scenes and whatnot. Mm. You don't get as much of the Daniel Pemberton score that I think made the first one so strong because that was heroic as fuck and unique to, to Miles. Yeah. Um, which was also, I think, like a little bit trumpet-led because of Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that by the end of the movie, it ends so abruptly at a place I just didn't feel so uh, even to end it. Because we're, we're talking almost like a reloaded Revolutions Matrix-type setup. Yeah. Because right? yeah. the next one comes out in nine months. And where the Matrix Reloaded ended was a natural place to kind of end it. To mm-hmm. pick things up in revolutions. Yeah. yeah. With, Neo, with Neo sort of plugged in but unplugged in the Matrix. Yeah. In the coma, yeah. Yeah. With Smith um, next to him. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like they could have finished off the bit that they're, they're kind of ramping up and then left Miles in a, in a much different place than what he's in now. Mm. It's interesting. But I, I don't know. I don't think where it's going to start in the next one will be as interesting. I think um, for me, like 100%, you're right. Um, but the, the biggest issue I have is that when you don't have a crescendo to sort of give you the gratif- gratification of going through the film, mm. um, it does fall pretty flat. Like I still enjoyed yeah. the movie, but it was mm. just, um, yeah. There was no like end boss fight or anything like that to sort of cap it off so we can have a bit of time to sort of collect ourselves to move into the next film. Yeah. Yeah. There was no uh, Superman fight, what do they call it? Burly Brawl? There kind of was. There was there was a sort of there was an extended chase. Yeah. That that ends up being that sort of big boss level fight. Right. Uh, but where, like, it slows down before it actually ends. Yeah. So you, you, you sort of, it's more focused on the tension and that last 20 minutes is very focused on setting up the next movie. Yeah. I wouldn't even say the last 20. I felt like the last near 40 minutes of that movie was all set up. True. Yeah. That, it it sounds like a lot of disappointment and hate. It's not, I just can't give it, it's, it's full flowers until I see that second part. Yeah. So I'm glad that's only nine months away. I will say though, Oscar Isaac fucking kills it in this movie. Yeah. Kills his Spider-Man 2099 beautiful set up and everything even that was a little bit a little bit weirded out because he he himself is a universe jumper right Mm. but then he finds a universe where he he had a family but he died so he kind of slips right in there yeah and then like there's events that kind of happen and it just like it just breaks him Mm. but from that you kind of get introduced to the Spider-Man lore. And this is the only Spider-Man movie and multiverse movie that sort of connects all the Spider-Man stories together, which I loved. Like it goes live action, animated, 
games, Lego. cartoons, Lego, like everything. Everything Spider-Man related is connected here. We get beautiful Easter eggs. We get like these mad flourishes and whatnot and things that you didn't think would be a major focus. They make a major focus. Mm, There's yeah. a big set piece in Mumbatton, which is if Manhattan was combined with Mumbai. Mad. And it is fucking sick. And that yeah. Spider-Man is crazy. Yeah. Like the Indian Spider-Man yeah. is nuts. Yeah. He kills it. I do have to admit, though, that the introduction to Miles now was really good as well at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And, like, it does really lend to the, I guess, the empathy towards <clears throat> the Spider-Man multiverse as a whole to see that yeah. he still falls in that same uh, those same footsteps of having to balance his personal and his Spider-Man life, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, true. I thought, like, what they did between movies, like, showing that progression was really, really mad because it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So where, where you think the end credits are in... Um, well, it hasn't been a couple of years. It's been, like, a couple of months. But where you see the end credits... Oh, sorry, the post credits in Into the Spider Verse is they fill in that gap as well. Yeah, because that's not that night. It's like a while back. Mm -hmm. The animation that they they tailor per setting. So Gwen's world, which is like watercolors, is different from Mumbatton, which is different from 2099's animation style. It's nuts. And seeing seeing that on the big screen, they're able to do things that I think should have been in IMAX, where you have like two little spider-men there in like the corner and just this big cityscape mm. yeah well it's funny you say this is showing at the imax in fucking melbourne <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking oppenheimer is the only place like sorry melbourne is the only place we'd be able to see oppenheimer in 70 millimeter in australia i'm gonna have to take a flight <laughs> Takes to go on sale, 22nd of June. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it is. But yeah, overall, like Rob said, like, there's not, like, no hatred towards this movie. It's still a solid film, but there's yep. just a few things that could have been tweaked a little bit to make it feel more complete at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I also, um, like, I, I also think that, uh, like it's not as strong in comparison to Spider-Verse to Into the Spider-Verse it's not as strong yeah because because it doesn't complete the arcs mm. and Spider-Verse just had a big up at the end which like made you feel like Miles had earned <clears throat> through the journey he had earned that that mantle yeah my favorite part of that movie is what's his face though when Uncle Aaron comes home and he starts playing Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns his system, like the the, the rest of his system on. Yeah. And <laughs> the bass hit that I get from that is next level, man. <laughs> yeah. They play any Biggie? Is there any old school hip hop in here at all? Was it all Metro? If young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Beautiful morning. <laughs> it's funny you say. I can't I think remember. There was, there was, there was a little bit like they have a party there. Mm. They have a part. They have a party in Brooklyn. 
I'm pretty sure there was. Um, I don't know if there's some. It's, a, it's either Jay or Big. Old school. What are, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> there was not. There was none of those actually. Damn it! I think it would. I would have benefited from nicely from from that sort of shit. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there was actually. Funnily Thinking enough, about it now. Sorry, but Doug. Funnily enough, there is a bloody um thingy. There's a Nas track that's in here. But it's just like the Metro Boomin soundtrack that plays. Like it's yeah. a new Nas track that plays. Mm. Yeah. How's that? Nas on a bloody what's his face on in a Marvel movie. I love it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hip hop turns fifty this year as well. Sprite had a really cool commercial. Reds Rakim, um, Lotto, and Nas. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's mad. Check that out. Because they're, they're rapping What's-His-Face Hip-Hop hip hop Delight. That's mad. That's the... Um... That's the other thing as well, to be honest. Across the Spider-Verse didn't... Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse doesn't have those... Um, I don't know, what's the best way to put it? Like a cinematic moment? Like Miles falling upside down in Into the Spider-Verse? I feel like it didn't have one of those like moments in this movie. Yeah. yeah that that song makes that, that scene so bad. Yeah. That What's Up Danger? Yeah. That goes hard every time. My nephew, my nephew <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get it. Anime Kona trees. <laughs> um, all right. So Demon Slayer, this episode was called The Mist Hashiro Muichiro. So this is the final ending to like that massive fight he's been having with this demon. Um <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention was that after he had that moment of re- like re- remembering his brother, um, he got these tattoos all over him and they look like um, like Japanese etched clouds all over his face and body. Yeah, it looks fucking mad. Basically went super sane. Um, so he's having this massive fight with this demon and he just outclasses this guy in every single kind of way ever since he's just hulked out and he just fucks this dude up. He chops this guy's head off and the guy starts regenerating and he just dices this guy into like literal dust. Like he chops him <laughs> so fine. <laughs> so fine. <laughs> Never forget when that Owen uh, at Oxford said that I would look so fine in the suit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that as well. He would look so fine. Yeah. I'm never buying a suit, mate. Put the shit back on the rack. <laughs> it's like that guy at Giordano with the, uh, it exposes your back muscles. I know. <laughs> the back muscles. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he ends up like beating the shit out of this dude and then he almost loses consciousness but realizes that Tanjiro is still fighting so he's got to keep going. Um, so it cuts to Tanjiro fighting that demon, right? Mm. And, um, Tanjiro ends up like his foot gets broken, his hand gets broken. Like he's just getting fucked up fighting this dude. Um, and Tanjiro like gets swallowed by one of the wooden dragon's paws and he's about to get crushed. And then the other Hushra shows up, the love Hushra Mitsuri. And this is the one who has that whip sword, like Ivy and Soul Calibur. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, and she comes through, and that's where this episode ends. 
it ends with her showing up saving Tanjiro. But it was fucking bad, man. When Tanjiro's foot gets crushed, it legit yeah. looks like a wet sock just soaked in blood. It was fucking like it made yeah. me cringe. Yeah, it was yeah. rough, man. Like he gets pumped. Um, but yeah, like he ends up getting saved by the love hush, right? And then it ends off there. And so we're waiting for the next episode now. Seems quite brief, that episode there. It was pretty quick. I just like gave you the key points, really. There was nothing in between yeah. that really happened. It was all, all fight. Yeah. It, is O's getting fatigued at all? No. All the fighting? Ah, okay. Very good. I think, like I mentioned before, like because it's only like 20 minute episodes, you don't feel it. Because it's like 20 minutes yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, next week. <laughs> like, it just feels like just a snap of your fingers and then you've got to go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If it was 20 minutes, I want maybe in the next two days, the next <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes. I'm sorry. You better give me double fucking episodes. <laughs> I want it like a serial, like every day, like neighbors, but just demon slayers. <laughs> Demon Slayers. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Well, the other thing that does come up is like Muichiro getting saved by that lady who gets cussed out every time by his twin brother. So the brother oh, does yeah. die, but it just shows his training arc of wanting to become okay. the Hashira, and he does. Um, the other main point that does come up is that when that little kid who's the blacksmith gets killed and you think he gets killed, he actually gets saved by the hilt of Tanjiro's sword that he gave him. And it's, it's designed like a fire. It looks cool. So it's setting it all up for that blacksmith honing the sword. And then he's got the hilt and then you'll need to make the handle. And then Tanjiro's sword comes back. So that's that what last we're episode for. shit. Uh, it'll be like second last episode because the last episode is usually the calm one where it's like they they finally wind you down after all that adrenaline they just push through you. <laughs> it's literally like visual epinephrine. That's what this show is like. Like yeah. you're just on edge all the time. <laughs> How bad? But yeah, Mashal, very much the same, just fucking comedic shit. Um, so they meet up with this other group of sorcerers who are like the, um, I guess the Death Eaters, if you want to put it like that. They're mm. So... They're, they're Slytherin group. They get all the top sorcerers and then they become the Magia Lupus. Um, they werewolves? No, no. But um, so they come through and you see that these people late at night start turning into wooden puppets and no one knows why. And they just all end up in the hospital ward and they're all just fucked up. They can't, they temporarily can't use magic. And so 
Mash and his banda, his group of friends is trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Mash obviously always has a cream puff in his goddamn mouth this whole episode. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and this girl that has a crush on him gives her um gives him her wallet and it's a cream puff as well. <laughs> this fuckwood tries to eat it straight away. <laughs> Does that have like strong teeth and just bite straight through it? (laughs) You legit hear it because it it goes off screen and all you hear is just. (laughs) (laughs) But so, like, they're like, all right, cool. These guys have to be in a secret room, right? And so they're like, they're going down the hallways late at night and they find one of the wooden puppets and they follow it and they find this door that's in the floor. And then, like, there's these magic runes all over this door. I don't know how we're going to open it. And you see Mash pick up this fucking knight's uniform and carry it over and then just hits the ground and the door, like, flicks up a little bit, pushes the knight underneath with the sword and then just jumps on the fucking sword and the whole door flies through the roof of the whole fucking house. It's just the most dumb shit in the world. And they're like, well, (laughs) we're in. And they fucking go through. And it turns out to be this, like, they just show up in this massive dueling ring where they just got a 1v1, the Magia Lupus. And um, this other guy that's with him, Dot is his name. And he's got, like, red Mm. hair. And his whole thing is that he hates good-looking guys because they get all the attention. (laughs) And so he goes in because the dude he's versing is handsome, apparently. (laughs) And he ends up fucking this dude up. But then they all fall through the floor. Like, it's like quicksand out of nowhere. And they all get separated. And then they all have to fight their own battles. And that's where this episode (laughs) ended off. But it was gold, though, because as they're sinking, Mash is like, please, save my baby. At least this one. And he's just holding one cream puff. (laughs) (laughs) And as they're falling through, it shows all of them like sinking through the floor, just fucking plummeting. And he's there just eating the cream puff as they're falling. (laughs) It's the fucking best shit in the world. But that's where this episode ended off. (laughs) I fucking love this show, man. (laughs) How many um, episodes? Currently, there's been eight. I'm not too sure how many as a whole. It might be another 13-episode season. Wow. Oh, um, like 13 in total, not 13 more. Yeah, 13 in total. Back in the day, they used to do 20, 24 to 26-episode seasons. Some of them still do. Like, hmm. there's one that I'm going to start watching now called Vinland Saga about the Vikings. Fucking hanging for that. Hmm. But um, that one has 24 episodes a season currently. I'm out. Yeah. Now, Hell's Paradise was all snout as well. So we finally get back to Gubby Maru and he's wait he's waited for everyone to fall asleep and then he's just like said, Fuck it, I need to find this elixir now. I don't have time to work out what's going on. I'm just gonna start moving. So he goes dolo again and fucking he's like, if I continue to go south, I should be able to find the center of the island and then I'll be able to see what's going on from there. So he finds this place called the Hosen. Sorry, I feel like I'm about to sneeze and it's fucking killing me. (laughs) Bring the Hosen. (laughs) And, but this one is like the last place for the gods, right? And that lady who fucked up all those people in that last episode, she shows up right behind him. And it just turns into this massive fight. 
and it was fucking insane. Like it's just hand to hand martial arts, just shit. And they're fucking oh, going at it, fighting. And it's like Dragon Ball Z, how they're fighting really fast like that. And they're yeah. fucking running and fighting and shit like that. And um, Gabumaru gets her on the ropes and he's like, he's literally just snapped it. And he's fucking like Ip Man punching her. And you just see bits of her just coming off. And you just see like, he punches directly through a fucking eye into the floor. And then he lets go and you just see this massive hole missing. Does she liquid man it? so yeah so he gets up and he's like i know you're not dead let's just get it over with and she gets up and she's fine but she transforms into this massive fucking flower that can electrocute him the hell (laughs) and uh, it's fucking but it it falls in line with the whole like the 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 island sucks people up and turns Uh, them into flowers yeah 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 and so like he's on the brink of dying now and it flicks back to his master and he's like there's one thing i'm gonna like drill into you is that on your deathbed you are going to still fight you won't even realize you're doing it but you'll continue and you see him passed out and he legit just like cuts the head of this chick off with his hand (laughs) and then she drops him she gets away and then the little girl that was with him in the village ends up saving him. And then you find out that everyone who comes to this Island, they are the fucking elixir. They're making the elixir out of the humans that are there. And that's why they Jesus. get turned into trees. Yeah. Silent greening them. O's. Yeah. And, um, the biggest point is that there was one hermit who learnt the way of the gods and he turned into seven gods and they all serve a different purpose that we don't know yet. And that's where Shit. this, yeah, that's where this ends off is that you see those gods talking to each other, just playfully doing their own fucking thing. And then that's where this episode like finished up. It was fucking crazy though. This fight, it was fire. Mm. That's bad. Fucking hell. Yeah. I'm telling it's you, man. The hand to hand in anime. Yeah. 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 It's always with like a weapon or some shit like that. Yeah. Did I actually see the hand to hand? Like the in in Kill Bill, mm. when he's fighting her father, yeah. Mm. What do you call it? Um, <clears throat> in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, there's a bit there where Gojo fights this guy, and he like he treats him like um, like that wooden doll in Ip Man. Mm. He's just like blocking all the shots, and then just like and he fucks this whole guy up. It's mad. How mad? As refuses to recognize Gojo after succession. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It's the anime corner. All right. Uh, massive thanks to Madman Films for the invite to the uh, National Theatre Live's presentation of C.P. Taylor's Good. Uh, this one starred David Tennant. It's got Elliot Levy in there and Sharon Small. And it's set in um, ni- from 1939 to, I think, 1942 in Germany, Nazi Germany. And it, it deals with um, Germans coming to grips with the separation that has occurred with Hitler basically um, marking a death sentence on all Jews and um, the German people having to make a choice of what they're going to do. Are they going to help 
um, the Nazi regime. The, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, oh, sorry, dog. It was very, um, very heavy on trying to indoctrinate people to believe in the final solution. Yeah. Who was talking about it? Someone was talking about it. Like the <clears throat> biggest, the biggest sort of criminals weren't the actual Nazis. It was the Jews that were turning in their own fucking people to try and curry favor with the, what's his face, with the Nazis. Fuck yeah. Wild. Yeah. And, I mean, this this one, like, it's not something that was, like, thrill a minute. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. It was this really complex breakdown of of basically the German people, but also the Jewish people that had relationships. So the two people, Elliot Levy and um, David Tennant, like David Tennant plays like a full-on German guy, whereas Elliot Levy is like his Jewish best friend. Mm. And like they're trying to work out what does this mean for them, their friendship, you know what I mean? C.P. Taylor used to write where he addresses the crowd, transitions, in a monologue, they speak their inner monologues, and then they also, like, engage with each other. So it was really interesting. And it takes the performances up to another level. Mm. Because, like, Sharon Small, I, I have no idea what she's been in, like, but she just nailed it. Yeah, this this performance is insane. Like, it's not just it's not just characters that are transitioning. Like, they transition accents, body language, everything. David Tennant stays the same character the whole thing. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, at the drop of a dime, the light changes, the scene changes, the character changes, and Sharon Small does a lot of the heavy lifting. I find yeah. With her performance, because she plays her mother, um, one, like both of his wives, David Tennant's wives, and also like another German officer. And it's like drop of a dime, need to change. Yeah. The, the crazy thing, for me, like I've never seen like a proper stage play before. And yeah, I was just like, I couldn't believe how like they retain all of that content. So they mm. basically spoke for 40 minutes straight yeah. the whole time. And they only had an intermission then. And the things they took, they spoke about weren't simple either. No, there was a lot of complex situations and different scenes within that. I swear there were like 10 scenes, 12 scenes within that 40 minutes where you needed to be able to like, you switch and then you talk to this person, you switch again and it could have just been a quick few words and then you change back as well. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. That's what I um, think. What's his face went at uh, Shia LaBeouf went at uh, the Baldwin for because they were doing a play together. Yeah. And Shia was like, uh, he was off book, they called it already. So he didn't actually need the transcript or whatever it was. Baldwin wasn't. He went off at him and then catches Baldwin out at some party and he's like, yeah, remember, so-and-so, we're doing this scene to tomorrow. Make sure you're off book. <laughs> and they got fired. <laughs> Shia don't play. 
And Shia is serious about his acting. He really, he really is. is. That's why he is my choice for Vincent Hanna. <laughs> ah, he. Um, so the tra- the the character arc that David Tennant's character actually goes through was interesting because at first he's sort of like, I don't want to fucking do like, you know, go yeah. into the Nazi regime, like mm. you're my only friend and like they're talking through it. But as soon as things heat up closer to when the Nazis established um, these concentration camps and whatnot, it becomes like this do or die type attitude. So you try to sell it to them? Uh, there there are scenes. It's just a these, camp, you know, and you can be with your family and, you know, you can oh, he, be together. There, there's no scenes like that, but it's them developing those rooms. Fuck that. So there, there's scenes where he's like, these, like, why is this so surgical? Let's make it like one big bathroom. Hmm. Like, think about all the anxiety and stress that these families have sort of been under. Let's make the last hour just at least a modicum of peace. And mm. that, that scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. Because that's, like, you're, you're pitying someone like they're a thing. Yeah. They're an animal. You know what I mean? Like, you're putting down a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's bad. It's uh, it was very next level, what they spoke about in there, like, and it was it was almost very minor, David Tennant's like transition to becoming this like Nazi influencer believer officer, um, mm. at the beginning, and you feel like nothing's gonna happen with it as well, but yeah. then slowly as like you know each scene unfolds, you see his whole mentality behind the thing slowly starts changing more and more and it's yeah. it's not just the idea because they what do they call it big dog uh not being the playground not being the profession something like that join the something but it was a very casual word for it yeah um, um. damn it i had it there and now it's not there anymore it's not program i feel like it starts with a p <laughs> What are you? What are you? What are you trying to say? Uh, when he actually joins uh, the Nazis, overall Pro- progression. Progression? No, like in the actual play, they were saying it when he's speaking to Helen in the bed, and he's like, "I'm thinking about joining the." It's all good. It'll Regime? come to me. No, it's something else. But I'll, it'll come to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just awesome to see that transition go from like so minor to so like big at the end of yeah. it as well. Yeah. And he almost like, I don't know if they did it intentionally where they add like the drama in his personal life. And it's like, Oh yeah. But there's this thing that I've got to do for work and for work is like fucking rounding up the Jews. Yeah. And getting them onto trains and, and like, you know, getting them to these camps and stuff like that. Yeah, and how casual the conversation can be where he's speaking to his second wife and she's like, uh, just make sure it's not a night where you have to kill someone or kidnap or, like, you know, maim someone or something like that. 
And you're just like, yeah, yeah no, won't be like that tonight. Jesus. I can't imagine living in a time like that. Mm. Like it's so yeah. weird, so alien when I think about it. And it wasn't that long ago when I think nah. about it. Yeah. Like 80 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. One yeah. generation. That's it. It's, yeah. It was so subtly in your face, like with everything that was happening. And when you begin to realize it, you're like, holy fuck. Like, this yeah. is where it's hitting. Yeah. They kind of get into like the skullduggery of if you wanted to keep this friendship with a Jewish person, right? <sighs> the stuff that you would kind of need. And it, it also, like, it was almost classist and priority wise with the best friend because mm -hmm. the Dave, David Tennant's like in a position where he could help his best friend. His best friend's like, I can get me five tickets to Switzerland right fucking now. Yeah. Like, how would that look? I'm an SS officer. Like, you know, mm. but then turns around and he's like, Hey, my, um, my second wife wants to go live out in the country because you're not going to use your cottage. Can I have it? So I was, like there was, there was just a coldness and like it, it was just so it was it was too casual. Yeah. All is fair in love and war, apparently. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Yeah. It just it was not a light. The way that they presented the actual play was light, but the the topics that they're covering was not light at all. No. It was unbelievable. And the when you finally hit the crescendo of this where it all comes together, the the performances that you got on stage were unbelievable as well. Um what's his name? Old mate, the the one that's with David Tennant. I forgot his damn Elliot, name already. Elliot Levy? Yeah. When he came out, he cried for like four minutes straight while still putting up like a conversation with David Tennant during yeah. that time. It was unbelievable. I felt like crying myself. His at the end. Nah. No. He goes to Auschwitz. He goes to he goes to Auschwitz. Um the the big thing that ties throughout uh the the play was the music. So his his um sort of interest in music, mm. whether it be French, German, whatever, Jewish. He loves it and it plays at every pivotal moment. And at the end, they're in Auschwitz, right? And he says, the music is real, but it's the prisoners playing on their instruments. Jesus. Uh, yeah. The shit was deep. Yeah. It was, it's, it's deeper than the shit that we normally go see. <laughs> so I was just like, this is just. Heavy. Like it, it was all, yeah, it was heavy and it was off kilter and I just yeah. wasn't expecting it. Like I yeah. thought good was going to be about like some, some, um, death of a salesman type shit. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like this door to door salesman guy or something in America or, or Britain or something like that. I did not expect it to be set in wartime Germany. It sounds like it'd be a mad movie though. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think when you get into the magic of the play and you start visualizing the scenes that he's having as well, you really start seeing that movie play out too. Mm. It was fucking yeah. 
crazy, man. Like, I can't get over it. Like, it's literally, it stunned me, <laughs> some of the scenes yeah. in this play. Like, I didn't have, like, a huliar or, like, a, a jaw to the floor moment, but it was still just, like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, we had to go have a drink afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. But yeah, I think... It was... Sorry, big dog. I think nah, overall, you go. like, I didn't know what was going on at the beginning of this play. Yeah. But at the end of it, I was loving it. Like, I yeah. low-key feel like watching it again. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd really like to read the actual play that C.P. Mm. Taylor wrote. So th- this was apparently his, um, his big piece, his final piece that he wrote. And he actually didn't get to see it um, come to fruition because he died. On the night, I think that it it actually came out. Yeah, it was just like a normal guy that would write in his little shed. He would work with the the local schools and like write their school plays and shit like that. Mm. And yeah, it was it was chill. Mm. Do you think they'll release a Blu-ray or something? They've got a streaming service, National Theatre Live. Apparently, I was listening to um, the For Your F guys um, reference Max episode. They did a Life of Pi on stage. Mm. And Oti said it was the best thing that he's heard, that he's watched, like that, like from 2022. That came mm. out in 2022. It was the best thing that he watched it twice. Wow. Yeah. So I was just like, Maybe I should just ask for those screeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this gets like a fucking four out of five in my books. Yeah. Overall. I, th- I think for complexity, I I don't usually go out for this sort of shit. Yeah. Like when it's like that, that really kind of let's, let's break it down. But this just did it in layers and nuance uh, and, and the performances like it was, it was creative as fuck. It was in your face as fuck. The subtext was insane. Mm. It's just it's next level. It's like, why don't we go to the theater more? <laughs> well, I was, I was going to ask, <laughs> dude. Would would you guys go to the theater? I would. I would go see something in the theater. Mm. Maybe yeah. started off easy, like the Curse of Child or something like that. Oklahoma, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, you know, theater. That's different anyway. When I went to go see an opera, that was some next level shit. Mm. Like to hear it, oh, like singing loud, mm. <laughs> like live in a theater is something else, man. <laughs> I got the 4K of what's his face. Oh, you got the 4K of Mission Impossible. <laughs> but you know, like when it's live and I just could feel the sound waves, I was, yeah. I was like sometimes get emotional when I hear like yeah. big pieces of music. And stuff like it's like grime a worm tongue when the, yeah. the tear just drops like that. But I'm not sad. No. Like and that that's that effect that I think sitting in that theater is <laughs> you <know what> that <laughs> that's the art. That's what that mm, means. Yeah. It just makes you it just does something different. Yeah. Yeah. That's the art. It's beautiful. Yeah. If if I got a chance to see Denzel, even if it was a complex a complex play, oh. I'd, I'd watch that 100%. I'd go like, see that. It's just, 
Yeah, if I yeah. can see Denzel's see run in fences, I just want to see Denzel slam that door like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of the whole time. Denzel told the story about his first time on the stage. And he said, all right, so I'm working with this uh, with this older actor, um, lesser known older actor. His name is uh, Morgan Freeman. And yeah. um, what's his <laughs> I come up to him and me and him have this scene where we sword fight and uh, swords clink twice and he stabs me and I die. And I walk up and I'm like, Morgan, what do you think? Like, you know, we, we fight for maybe like, you know, five minutes. I cut your arm. You cut me, uh, you know, and then we go back and forth and then you kill me. And he's like, uh, son, what's your name? It's like Denzel. He's like, we don't have time for all of that. That's about we clink swords twice. I stab you. You fall on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they did it that night. (laughs) I love that story how, like, like Morgan Freeman sort of like, I'm loving, loving the energy that I'm getting. (laughs) But for tonight, (laughs) we click twice, I stab you, you die. What's this face? I've been watching all these videos of like this other podcast. I sent I sent a clip through of Kevin Pollock talking about what's his face yesterday, uh, Nicholson, mm. and what's his face supposedly. So they they ran. They only had Nicholson for ten days on a few good men. So he had to do he he did that that massive monologue scene. Um, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. <laughs> did that whole, he did it twice and then that was it. And um, what's his face? But he had to come back for, for some other stuff, right? And Reiner said, look, you just can, can you please come back? I don't have money to pay you. And he was like, whatever you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he comes back, does his day. Reiner gets him out by 12 because he obviously he was going to go play golf or something like that or drink. It's Jack Nicholson. Kevin Pollock goes, um, I can be off camera and do the uh, and do the lines if you want. Like Jack. I've been doing him in my act in my in my stand-up for like, you know, a year now. I'm pretty sure I can get it down. They what's his face? They do it. They cut it together. What's his face? Reiner calls him up and goes, you know, I had to think about it because after the fifth scene. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't tell the difference between who was, who was Jack and who was you. Like, <laughs> that was like the best thing in the world. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. That is a wrap. All the reviews. Levity there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, we're, we're back on Sunday with all the news that you need to, to get in your uh, in your ears hmm. um long weekend sunday as well oh it is long weekend <laughs> sunday loving it yeah uh, next week is some big reviews we've got the flash hmm. dropping that other movie are we going to is that next uh, week or the week after the week nah, after sisu is the sunday no no the other one carmen 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 i was gonna say marston yeah, Carmen, Carmen's the following Tuesday. And yeah, so it's a big couple of weeks there. Hmm. Plus, we also got Indy on the horizon. 
Shit, when does Indy come out? 29th? Indy comes out 29th, yeah. All right. Before we crescendo in fucking July with... I'm not going to see Barbie, but if I get an invite, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Oppenheimer is also dropping. Yeah. And then Mission Impossible. Might just be your Christmas present, fellas. I'll just have to fly us out to, uh, what's his face? To Melbourne, and we smash out Oppenheimer, and we smash out Bloody Mission Impossible in the same day. Might have to go later in the, uh, That's what in I'm the season. Yeah. That'd be a little August trip down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love yourself, love movies. Vape more, smoke less, and wash your ass. Fandango. I'll be back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Hold on to your butts.